Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then, a safe space where modern Latinas share their healing journeys on how to build confidence and are now breaking barriers. I'm your host, Jess, and this podcast will talk about our cultura and speak on topics we wish we knew before, of course, with a little Spanglish twist. Let's get started. Hello, amigas, and welcome back to Be That I Wish I Knew Then, the podcast where we explore all things mental health, first-generation experiences, and the valuable lessons we wish we had known earlier in our life. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm thrilled to have you in joining us for another insightful episode. So many of you guys have reached out and asked about my own podcasting journey. Jess, how did you get started? Yes, I want to do that too. And I've been honest with you by sharing that it was quite a learning curve for me because launching a podcast can be an adventure on its own. And likely, like any other journey, there were aspects I didn't know that I didn't know, which made it all quite overwhelming. Yes, podcast has become a lot easier now that I have got started. But again, it was a learning curve for me. Today, I have a special treat for all of you. I have invited Kaya to join us. She's not only a talented podcast producer and a strategist, but she has dedicated her time to help women amplify their voices through podcasting. She has helped many women launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts, and while staying true to themselves and having fun. Because that's what podcasts should be all about, right? Having fun and sharing some great information. I will admit, I was a bit annoyed that Kaya crossed my path with me after my podcast was already launched. But as they say, everything happens for a reason, and I'm thrilled to have her with us today. Who knows, maybe her wisdom will inspire me to do some exciting changes for the show. Okay, y como siempre les digo, grab your favorite cup of beverage, get comfy, and prepare to be inspired and motivated as we dive in into the world of podcasting with the wonderful Kaya. Welcome, Kaya. So happy to have you on my show. How are you? Tell us about yourself and tell us how you got started in this podcast world. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I am such a fan of your podcast and I'm just so happy that our paths crossed because I think you and I just we have so much in common we share a lot of commonalities and stuff and we both love podcasting so I immediately was drawn to your podcast and I absolutely love it so I'm so honored to be on um but yeah I'm Gaia I am a um podcast producer strategist and I actually got started way back in like 2016 I think it was I actually started off as a blogger and I started off blogging about my journey as a single mother at the time um which you're a single mom and so I know like I can we can relate but that was the purpose of the blog was I wanted to share my journey as a single mom and see who else out there was going through the same, you know, trials and tribulations as I was. And I really enjoyed writing. I really enjoyed the community. And when the time was right, I turned that into a podcast in 2018. I turned it into a podcast, but I had a co-host who was, um, she was a mom as well, but she was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And for me at the time, I was actually transitioning from being a single mom into living with someone. 
someone because I had started dating someone. And so we had started living together. And then it changed from being a single mom to being with someone. And again, it was like, who else is going through these things? Like Mm -hmm. when you've been a single mom for so long, and you meet someone, it's all of these changes for you and your kid. And it was great. You know what, like we reached top 200 Apple um, podcast really quickly, we were able to monetize, we were able to grow, we were able to throw events. And I fell in love with podcasting so much. I fell in love with helping other women because women would constantly DM me and they were like, Oh my gosh, like, how did you do this? How did you start a podcast? I want to start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I started helping women launch. And then someone came to me and they were like, you should really turn this into a business. (laughs) And I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, why would I do that? You know, they're like, because you have a gift, you have a talent, you have the passion. And I was like, okay, so I did. And like, now that's what I do. I that's I mean, I don't even really podcast anymore because I just don't have the time. But I've dedicated like my time to helping women, especially women of color mm-hmm. who launch, grow and monetize. So that's a little bit about me and like what I've been doing lately. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And um, there is a lot of questions that were developed by just you telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Again, thank you for what you are doing for our community, especially for women of color, because we have strong voices in this world. Yes. And um, one of the things that that I capture based on what you were saying that I think it spills over to the podcasting is that a lot of your friends or people that you were helping um, Um, with the podcast told you you should do you should do this as a living for a living I'm sorry you should do this for a living um and you're like no I don't know and I feel like that was my same situation with the podcast right like who would want to listen to me of what I want to say and obviously the numbers that I'm seeing on my end are telling me otherwise (laughs) so tell us I guess my question to you would be, how important do you think is the voice of a woman? Oh, girl, it's so important, right? And I think it has a lot to do with your voice on a podcast is another form of representation. Mm. And representation in different areas, representation for women of color, because although people say that the podcast market is oversaturated, I don't think it's oversaturated with women of color, with podcasters of color, with our voices. I would like to step into conferences and see more diversity. I would like to see more conferences put on by podcasters of color, specifically women. And so I think that it's really important for like me, you, you know, other women that I've helped launch, like to get their voices out there to amplify them. Because even if they're saying to themselves, I was, you know, my podcast is just, you know, shooting the shit. I'm sorry, am I allowed to curse on here? Yes, of course. (laughs) If they're like, I, you know, we're just shooting the shit. Well, sometimes when you're shooting the shit, you talk about really important conversations, right? We're all of those, like all of these women that I call them the kitchen comadres, where they're sitting around in a family gathering, una sada, right? And you start telling stories about something happened when you were little or the night before, or lo que pasó when you guys went to, you know, the club, whatever. And then there's always those primas, one or two of them were like, oh, you guys tell the story. You guys tell the story. Like you guys do it the best. 
those are the women that I want to be like, you deserve a platform. You deserve a podcast. Your voice matters because they're the storytellers. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that can tell stories that, you know, from family, you know, whatever it is, family, family traditions or nights out, just they're storytellers and they may just not know it. And so I feel like it's my job to reach those women and say, Hey, you're, you have a really good, like, you know how to tell a story. Your voice is important. Like you have a great topic. You have a great audience or whatever it is. It's like, I just feel like it's my job to go and reach out to those women and tell them. And I've, I've done it. I've done it. I There's a girl that I just helped um, launch her bot- podcast. I had been telling her for like a year, you need a podcast because she was the kitchen comadre that would get on IG stories <laughs> and storytell. And people responded, you know, people would engage with her. And I was like, your voice matters. Like it's mm-hmm. a form of representation. It's also a form of self-expression. You know, some people mm-hmm. write, some people blog. Podcasting is a form of expression expression. It's just getting on the mic and feeling comfortable on the mic, which is a whole other thing. But I think once people get comfortable, you would see that it is a form of self-expression. Absolutely. I I love that you're calling them kitchen kitchen comadre. (laughs) Never heard of that before. And that is so cool. I am going to start calling myself a kitchen comadre (laughs) because that is what I am. I love, I love to be storytelling. I love to talk about the past, about the future, my imagination, the dream that I had like I am a talking machine and again Kaya I think that that goes back to how I discovered this world about podcasts right um I love to talk like there's no doubt on that um yeah and it got to the point where like are people annoyed of me that I talk so much um and will people even relate to what I want to say so what are some of the topics that someone can create a podcast for Ooh. so some of the some of the I think genres that some people I think especially with like, within our community can dive into and it can come the most easiest are lifestyle podcasts mm-hmm. or I think the genre on Apple is personal journals society and culture right those are the stories about your life that you may think nobody can connect but I guarantee you there's a community for everything there's there's a community for everything and so I try to encourage the clients that I work with to insert as much as their life as possible into their podcast because it's it like I said it's a form of self-expression so it's a it's it's you you know mm-hmm. it's you and I always get those women that are like hi but you know I don't I don't know what I'm gonna talk about because I have so many ideas. That's great, right? Like I posted the other day, like the best way to come up with content is to live your life. Because how many, how many times do we just go through life? So many things happen to us, or we just go through so many lessons and we think about it and we're like, wow, yeah, you know what? In my early 20s, yeah, why was I dating that dude? Or like, Right, we reflect on a lot and that's the best content. Mm-hmm. Talk about those reflections. Talk about the way your children are healing your inner child. There's just so there's just so much. And so I always tell people like lifestyle is probably the easiest and the best 
because it's your life. But there's also other genres. And, and I, I like to say the other genres también because I always like to, like, you just never know who's listening. And so if mm-hmm. there's like a creative out there that's like ready to push the envelope, I encourage them to. But like true crime is a huge genre. People love true crime. And if you're someone that's sitting on the couch and you're binging true crime and you've ever thought to yourself, ¿Sabes qué? I want to do a true crime podcast. Like how exciting would it be to have a Latina true crime podcast where they're sitting around the kitchen table chismeando about true crime? <laughs> it's a huge industry. Why not you? You know what? Why not you? Um, news, comedy. I mean, listen, when I think of Kitchen Comadres, I think of funny women, you know, funny women <laughs> who like to talk. And so if you are sitting around the table, because I hear this all the time where it's like, I, me and my girl, me and my girlfriends should have, we always say we should have a podcast, you know, and you guys think you're funny. Why not you? You just <laughs> never know. I've seen podcasters in California who are now doing stand up from podcasting, oh, Wow, you know, and it's like all of that starts with why not me and I'm here to tell you like yes you you deserve to be up there like your voice deserves to be heard you know so I guess you can't really (laughs) no no and I love it and your passion is like screaming volumes here and I'm very happy and this is one of the reasons why if you are looking for some type of podcast coaches you are the perfect person because it you really need to have this passion for podcasting um and when the passion is there the doing actual episodes is not as intimidating as it sounds because it's just like a normal conversation it's like you and me being at a coffee shop right now just talking about things podcasting Um, and I love the fact that you're mentioning all the different genres because the genres are endless like there's so many ways Um, I guess one of the things that helped me narrow down because I was also one of those that questioned myself like what am I going to talk about yeah Um, And then I was like, I, you know, I found myself constantly uh, uh, telling myself, man, I wish I knew this. I wish I knew that. I wish I knew. I was like, wait, there we go. Like, why do I keep wishing? I'm pretty sure that there's many other women for my, uh, like myself that are wishing that they knew this type of information. So why not me? Why not be the one who brings this content to the table for others to, I don't know, do whatever they want with it, either get inspired or find them in actual resource or just having a a comadre platica (laughs) exactly yes that's exactly right and i love that you did that you're you're one of those voices in our community that's creating space right for other women that look like you and taking up space Mm -hmm. so it's like i want to go to these conferences and community events and i want to see more more jets you know what i mean like i want (laughs) to see more people that look like you that look like me i think that would be amazing yeah thank you so much for that kaya i i truly appreciate the moral support that you're providing me (laughs) um what are some tips that you can give us in the event that they don't have a podcast, but they're curious, but they're not a hundred percent, they're not a hundred percent sure. What can they do to kind of test that, that curiosidad? I love that question. So one of the things that I always, um, I tell people all the time, the advice that I give is your voice notes, use your voice notes on your phone. One, because it's free Two, it's personal. It's yours. You don't have to publish it. It's yours, but use your voice notes in a moment that you 
feel like you like a moment that you feel like you need to document because it's real and it's raw in the moment. It's real and raw emotion. And you don't have to ever publish it. But if you're thinking of starting a podcast in the future and you're trying to, you know, dig up content or dig up a time, maybe talk about a time and reflect about a time that was either tough for you or really exciting for you, play those voice notes to yourself and it's going to inspire you and you can reflect Mm. on it. And I know you did that with your episode Absent Father, which Mm. I absolutely, I loved your episode. But when I heard your voice note and you were like, hey, like, sorry, like this was taken back in like 2020 or something. And you're like, it was was on a voice note. In my mind, I was like, oh, she's so great. You know, because (laughs) you're already doing like, that's the advice I give to people. It's a moment of vulnerability. It's a moment of, um, like I said, just raw emotion. And like, you can always either use it to and input it like you did into your audio so that people can hear that raw emotion, or you can just reflect on it and talk about it. And I have a client who she started doing the voice notes, and she's actually also going to incorporate them into her podcast to capture that raw emotion. And she, you know, talked to me the other day, and she's like, Gaia, that is the best advice you could have given me. She's like, because how many times do we as women go through something, vamos al carro, we cry it out, And it's back to work. It's back to life. It's back to our responsibilities, you know, and then it passes and we, it's hard for us to tap back into what we went through because we just, we let it, we let that frustration out. So I always encourage everyone to just have your voice notes ready. I know it's awkward. Like I know I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, Oh my God, you're going to stop yourself to record. Who cares? Who cares? You're doing it for yourself, right? No, we shouldn't care what people think of us. Nobody ever even has to know because I said, you don't have to post it, but you need to have that there so that you can tap back into that emotion when you're ready to podcast about it, if you ever choose to. I love the fact that you're giving that advice because yes, I did incorporate that into my absent father, but the thing is that I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) So you're actually shedding light to something that I did without even knowing, and it was extremely supportive. Um, Yes, this was back in 2020, and it was more, uh, I'm a big journal person. (laughs) I love to journal. But in this, um, um, I I just spoke from my heart in that moment, doing with no thought that I was going to have a podcast. Like this podcast was not even a thing in my mind at that time. And I was able to incorporate, I even asked, because I have someone who cleans my audience, I even asked him, like, I don't know, I have this like random thought idea. I don't know if it's even possible. He's like, yeah, for sure. He like, and um, I was even thinking about like, I could possibly, um, jot down what I said and just kind of like read it but I was like no this is like how I felt in that moment and that's exactly the message that I was trying to send you know um, how my I was trying to express my feelings how I felt um, that particular day so thank you so much for sharing that and I um, I also highly encourage it and you're absolutely right for me in particular a lot of my thoughts come in two in two different occasions when I'm driving by myself Oh my god, my mind. Same girl, same. Yes, blows like crazy. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh my god, if if someone catches me talking to myself, (laughs) I'm just gonna pretend like I'm I'm talking to someone on the phone. Those are my best, some of my best thoughts. Yeah. Yes. And the other time, um, which I started kind of having a, a little journal to the side happens when I'm taking a shower. Girl, are we the same person? <laughs> yes. 
My yes. my husband cracked up because I'll get out of the shower with the towel wrapped around me and I was like, I just thought about something. Wouldn't yes. it be so cool? And then I'll start telling him, he's like, Why is it that every time you get out of the shower, you're done? <laughs> yeah, it's like a moment of it's like clarity. I don't yeah. know. Why. It's like it's the best. It's when I can channel my creativity the best. Maybe because it's just me. I don't really know why, but those are the best also too. Me too. Like driving and shower are mm-hmm. I always have ideas. What about um those that are self-conscious about their voice or uh like for example, me in particular, one of the reasons that was stopping me from doing this podcast is because I have a little accent like what what are some of the doubts that you see with your clients in regards to the tone of their voice or in maybe accents and what kind of advice can you provide our listeners yeah that's a really good question because I do hear that a lot too um some people say their voice is annoying some people don't want to speak in Spanglish because it's not gonna uh, like appeal to everyone some people have accents so with the voice notes it is a really good practice to do it even if you're even if, if you're not going to um, document anything in your voice notes, just talk into your voice notes because that's the best way and then play it back to yourself. That's the best way to get comfortable with your voice. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to change some things, that is also the best way to get comfortable. And what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, we the way we speak is filler words, a lot of likes, a lot of ums. If you're comfortable with that, that's fine. If you're not and that's something that you're self-conscious about, work on it and you just work on it on your voice notes, right? You mm-hmm. work on put a sticky note while you're recording on your voice note that you're not going to say like and you're not going to say um and look at it and try to have your conversations without those two words and really mm-hmm. it's just practicing that um but as far as thinking like as far as pretty much like people that don't want to speak in spanglish mm-hmm. because maybe they think not everyone will like to hear that who doesn't whoever doesn't like that that's not your target audience mm, I love are, that. yeah those are not your people and you have to be okay with that. If you're like, I mis coworkers, like, es que they don't know Spanish and I don't, then they're not your target audience. And if they choose to not listen to your podcast episode, that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And so I don't ever, I don't ever take the, um, like when I talk to someone and we talk about target audience, I never take the answer of, I want it to be for everyone Mm -hmm. because it's just not going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. We're not focused on those people when we put together target audiences. We're focused on the women that are your target audience. We're focused on the las comadres that like speaking Spanglish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or even si no saben español, even if they don't know Spanish, but they know some words and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I know what that means. We're focused on those women, whoever those mm-hmm. women are. And same thing with with like your accent. I mm-hmm. would say embrace your accent mm-hmm. because there's going to be so many other people that have an accent that are maybe self-conscious about it and they're going to say, wow, just, you know, just has an accent and she has a podcast mm-hmm. and it's successful. Why not me? Like you just mm-hmm. never know who you're inspiring. And also too, sometimes I feel like we're a little bit judgy on ourselves and we're like more critical about ourselves. So what you may think your accent sounds like, it might not sound like that to other people. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you have a, a heavy accent, I mean, look at Sofia Vergara. You know, she has a really heavy <laughs> accent. Who doesn't love her? I love her. You know, like the accent, I don't even hear it because 
because I love her so much. So I would say like embrace. That's something unique mm-hmm. about you. Embrace it, you know? I love everything that you said. Yeah. Um, let me start off with uh, embracing the accent and other people being relating, other people relating to your accent. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that one of the people that actually inspired me to actually go for it, I don't know if you ever heard of her. It's uh, She's called Let's Do Makeup. Um, oh, yes, I love her. Yes. So she's a YouTuber, right? Um, if you don't know who she is, she's a YouTuber. Started very. I think I've been. I started following her when she was very small, and she yeah. has a lot of pronunciations that I'm like, they they're they crack me up a little bit on how she pronounces because you know how we kind of tease each other. But I was yeah. like, hey, look at all those followers that she has. And yeah. if she can do it, why not me? Like I, I could probably pronounce a couple words better. <laughs> and it's yeah. not about comparing here. It's not about like who speaks better, but it's more about yeah. I was able to relate to her. That's yeah. my point. I was able to relate to her and she is the one who gave me the courage to do it because I was like, if she can do it, I can do it too. Exactly. And the other thing that you mentioned is I love the fact that you said that not everyone's going to be a listener and that is okay. So for my my full-time job, I am a business advocate and I often help them identify who their target market is. And I always tell them, who is the one bringing you the dollars? Who is the one buying from you? That's who you want to continue to cater to. So yeah. the same thing for your podcast, like who is... Who are you talking to? Are you talking to a group of women? Or are you talking to a group of men? And what are you talking about? And yeah. I think that by identifying all of that, Gaia, for me in particular, made my life a lot easier. Yeah, I came in with... I'm gonna be myself in that moment that I forget how to, you know, what's the name of that word in English, or I cannot pronounce it. I'm gonna go ahead and switch gears to Spanish. Al cabo que mi amigas me van a entender. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask you. With you doing that for work, then you were able to implement that into your own podcast, and it makes life so much easier. You need a target audience. You you just do. Yes, absolutely. And and I want. I'm gonna bring one of the things that uh, my best friend told me recently and we'll we'll jump into my next question um i told her oh my gosh bff i don't know i don't know who's listening but i mean there's traffic there's people because obviously i can look at my analytics and i can see who how many people are actually listening but i don't know who these people are right Mm -hmm. so um she said bff the most important thing is those that are listening are the ones that matter yes so i love that because i'm not worried about reaching other people is like I'm doing these for my audience that I currently have right now and those are the people that matter yes and absolutely. I and I fell in love with that and and um constantly reminding myself that that um I already have a nice following yes I hope that it continues to grow. But for now, these are my amigas and these are the individuals who I'm talking to. Um, So I'm going to jump into those who already have podcasts because I do have a couple amigas here that have podcasts. Uh, Can you give us advice when it comes to the mind tricks that we play with ourselves when it comes to analytics, to numbers, to listens? Yeah. Um, So I think that a lot of us get, we get really caught up in numbers. 
And I tell people all the time not to. It's hard. It is really hard. And I do think that they do play a role sometimes if you want to see maybe like growth, right? Like if you want to check on your growth, yeah, check some numbers and see like, I would say maybe every three, like a like a quarter, like in a quarter, check your growth and see if those numbers are going up. But I think to be looking at them all the time, every episode, every day. And if you're saying, if you're someone that's saying like, ah, oh, like, damn it, like the numbers aren't going up, the numbers aren't going up, you know, every day, that's you're setting yourself up for failure and you're pretty much setting yourself up to stop podcasting because you're going to go into a pod fade because you're you're down on yourself. Mm-hmm. I would say, and I tell this to everybody, focus on the feedback. Focus on that feedback. And that's why when I created the podcaster's journal, by the way, yours is coming, girl, don't worry. <laughs> it's, already, it's already in the mail. But um, when I created the podcaster's journal, one of the pages in there, it's like an episode reflection. And it's to reflect on your episode. And it's not just I did put like a total of downloads on there. But I put on there your feedback. What are you getting? What feedback are you getting through your DMs? What feedback are you getting through your text messages, your emails, or even word of mouth? Like what are people telling you when they see you? Oh, I love your podcast. I relate so much to the episode about, you know, like, I, I want to know right now, like, what did what was your feedback on absent father? Oh, man, <laughs> that one was actually one of my most popular ones. Um, uh, it was very relatable to a lot of my amigas. Um, and, and it's crazy, because it went beyond what I thought, right? I, for me, mm-hmm. in particular, was not having a father in particular, but I had someone who told me about their daughter not having a father, and she kind of related to to yeah like she was looking at it from her daughter's point of view and then I had another one where she actually had a physical father but not emotionally present so it just like spread out in so many different directions and yeah it absolutely gave me a lot more ideas to continue to develop more content there you go and Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying right like the feedback that you're getting on these episodes is what I would want podcasters to focus on If you're putting out a very vulnerable episode or a very knowledgeable episode for anybody that's in business or health or fitness, you know, if you're putting out something that you're very knowledgeable on and your feedback is like, I really loved your episode. I can relate to your episode in this way. Um, All of the, all of that feedback means that it's resonating. It's working. What you're doing is making an impact. Your intentions behind that episode are being seen. So I would focus on that. Also, I want to say downloads don't really, I don't want to say not mean anything. I want to say they're not always accurate because downloads actually mean that your episode was downloaded downloaded onto a device. It doesn't necessarily mean that someone played it. So for example, I'm subscribed to a ton of podcasts. I should probably go through my catalog and unsubscribe. So I, you know, and those episodes are constantly being downloaded. It doesn't mean I'm listening to all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I, you know, they're from years ago and I don't, I don't just don't really listen anymore. And so what they're seeing on their end is that it was downloaded onto my device, but they're not, no, they don't know that I haven't listened to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I say stay away from being obsessed with the download numbers because it doesn't always give you an accurate picture of how well 
your podcast is actually doing. Now I know there's some hosting sites that have plays. And that's pretty a pretty good way to see like, yeah, what is the real number that your podcast is, is getting played. Uh, but even then, I think with just websites and like Apple, the numbers integrations are not always accurate. So that's why I just don't think anyone should really focus on that. Now, if you're reach, you're ready to monetize, I guess, and someone's asking you for your numbers. Yeah, those numbers are mm-hmm. important to give. But for you to like, feel like a successful podcaster, I just would go with the feedback, the impact that you're making, you know, that is such great advice. um, Because the numbers could definitely play with your mind and your heart and your emotions, you know, because you're looking, uh, you're looking at the numbers. And there's two things that I do want to bring up. Uh, One of the one of the advice that I would like to share with everyone that what I was given is one uh, with one of my colleagues at work, right? Mm-hmm. He said, you do webinars all the time and you do in-person presentations. What is a good number of people that attend your webinar? I was like, I don't know, like 10, 12, it's already great. And he's like, well, if you're really going to be beating yourself up with these numbers, look at those numbers as individuals inside the room. And I was like, yes. oh my God, I like made a whole nother, like made it so different to actually like yes. look at these, even if it's like 30, downloads to 100 or whatever the number is like imagine those being little people inside a, a room yes exactly that's such a good way to look at it I completely agree I and I say that about everything like even when people go live they're like oh I went live to talk about my podcast only five people join I'm like but imagine if those five people were in a room mm-hmm. how amazing would it be to speak in front of those mm-hmm. five people Imagine, you know, when people get down on themselves because they're like, only 10 people listen to my podcast. But imagine those 10 people Mm. in a room. Imagine you throw an event, a webinar, um, a workshop, Mm -hmm. and those 10 people buy a ticket. Yeah. You're already monetizing. That's even more beautiful. They bought a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, I'm like, you want to monetize? Okay. You don't have to have a big following. You don't have Mm -hmm. to have a big audience. You don't have to have big downloads. You don't even need to go to big sponsorships. You can monetize within your own community you know what I mean like there's so many different ways to monetize it doesn't have to be the old school podcast way yeah I I love that you're bringing monetize in um if you can tell us a little bit about that like when is a person ready to monetize like if you were to have a podcast or thinking about starting a podcast when it's is there a right time to start monetizing and then how do you go about it I feel like there's it's different for everybody and I think everybody has something unique about them that they can monetize and I'll give you a couple of I'll give you two examples. Um, one of my clients that just launched her podcast started monetizing two weeks after she launched. Um, and the way she was able to do that is because she has a strong presence within her community. Mm-hmm. She is she calls herself like the yellow pages of small businesses. She is constantly putting on small businesses in her community, um, sharing them. She works with small businesses a lot and then recommends them. So what she decided to do is we came up with a plan for her to start saying, I'm going to run ad space on my podcast. If you are a small business, please reach out to me and I would love to put together a package for you for ad space. She had right off the bat, like I think 
I don't even know, like 20 small businesses that reached out to her and they were like, I want to run an ad with you on your podcast. So she's obviously only doing two, like two every seven episodes. I think that's her package. It's seven episodes. And she filled those up right away. And now she has a wait list and she's booked till the end of the year. Wow. Yeah. And that's her way of monetizing. So now she's monetizing off of small business ads. So she's doing this um, independently and not necessarily through the... uh um, through the applications, the software, the the software applications. Like, uh, if, for example, if I were to be using Spotify or Apple, like she's not using any yeah. of these platforms. No, she's, she's doing, doing it. Wow, within, within like her local community, like Phoenix. And you know, I told her like, when you're ready to mix it up, throw in some other businesses there from like mm-hmm. out of state, whether it's like a beauty brand that's just launching, you know, um, what is it called? Like a fashion brand that may be just launching. Mm-hmm. And that way you can appease to your out of state listeners, you know, but mm-hmm. now she's yeah, she's doing two ads, she does a pre roll. So before the podcast starts a mid roll. So in the middle of the pro- podcast, and I think that's all she's doing now. So she has two different she has a business um, self, tr- sorry, self trust and confidence coach and an actual small business within Phoenix that are advertising with her for seven episodes and then she'll bring on two different businesses after those seven episodes so that's a way to monetize i mean and that's just within her community you know like she's doing amazing um the second type of monetization that i'm seeing is basically coach any type of coaches whether they're business coaches life coaches confidence coaches using their podcast as a lead magnet and maybe they're not monetizing the actual podcast but what i am seeing with my client who's a self-confidence coach is she's having a lot of people come in from her podcast. And what the, what's happening is because she's sharing her life on her podcast and giving advice, they're saying, oh my God, I love her so much. I want to work with her, sign me up. And so now she's bringing in clients from her podcast and that's, and she's selling their program, her program to them. And I'm telling her like, that's, I told her the other day, I was like, that's a way for you to monetize. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of ways to do it. I don't think you have to wait too long. I just think we have to find out what is your thing and the uniqueness about you and your podcast that we can monetize on. This is wonderful information because that I honestly, I'm looking at that as something else, thinking outside the box. I wasn't even thinking about that. I automatically thought, you know, when brands want to sponsor you, that's a way of monetizing and that was it. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that and allowing us to think a little bit outside the box. Yeah. Wonderful. What this has been great, Kaya. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom with me. Is there anything in particular that you would like to share with us that I didn't ask? No, I think we covered it all. Um, but you know, if you if anyone on here that's listening wants to start a podcast, wants to get to know what it would be like to podcast, please reach out to me. Um, and then what I'll do Jess, is actually I decided that like for anyone that listens to your podcast, and they do reach out, I'm gonna have a special offer for them, they do want to work together. So if you are a, you know, listener of um, Vida, what I wish I knew then, um, <laughs> then let me know that you listen to this podcast. And I will have a special offer just for your listeners. And so, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. I, um, if you guys are <laughs> curious about having your own podcast, 
I hear you have a coach, a wonderful coach that will support you. And not only that, she's giving you a little discount. So reach out to Kaya. Kaya, can you tell us what are your, um, where can they reach you at? Yes. So right now you can reach me at, um, on Instagram, my handle is Gaia underscore Bay. And yeah, you can reach me there, send me a DM. And then what I'll do is I'll send you my link for a clarity call, we can jump on a clarity call and and start working together. Wonderful. And I'm going to have all this information in the description area. um, So it doesn't get lost. I will again, thank you guys so much. And I'm going to close it out with my signature question. What is something you wish you knew then that you would like to share with our audience? I think I would have um I wish I knew that this passion of mine was going to be what changed my life um I think I I wish I knew that when I was like 25 or 26 and I would have maybe worked on it a little bit sooner thank you so much for that thank you amigas for listening um we will see you in the next episode thank you again for tuning in to Vida I wish I knew then I appreciate your support and hope to continue providing valuable insights and inspiration. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your reviews will help this podcast reach more modern Latinas like yourself who are on a mission to break through barriers. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vida underscore with underscore Jess to stay updated on the latest episodes and behind the scenes content. Recuerda, we're all on a journey of growth and self-discovery, and we're here to support each other. Las quiero mucho.